0: Hey, Everyone, it's Audio Nerd 64
1: and I'm Big Nakruma, And we are oh, your game of friends, are oh, your game of friends, are oh, your game of friends. That's right, Hmm. couldn't punch that up a little bit.
0: No, yeah. not not in the mood. I can't do it every week, you know. You step on my line every time <sighs> I go, and then I can't, it's, it's, it's not fair, you know. Why why I have to?
1: do that <clears throat> I guess uh, it was your birthday and so you can get away with doing this for that reason alone D- doing doing what not being supportive uh, not being not
0: allowing you to step on my is w- it
1: your line anymore I don't think
0: no I mean I've lost I don't say it anymore
1: mm-hmm. so that's right anyway uh, happy birthday thank you I'm glad your season's over Technically,
0: my sun, moon, some other sign is in Leo, so it's never over. None no, of that matters. It, we just lost five followers. <laughs> you know our listeners are into that. No comment. I advocate for my. I advocate for the audience. <laughs> Logging on. So many games have released: Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario, Sims 4, and Ublitz. Games for Change happened, G4, Returning, Xbox Summer Games event, Baton 21, Rocket League, Metacritic, and Ubisoft updates.
1: These past two weeks in Nerddom, Project Power, Grant Imahara, Transformative Justice, Comic-Con, and Halloween Horror Nights 30.
0: Oh, that's what the three X's mean. It's not porn. I didn't think it was porn. I just thought you, like, had X's into... to know that like, you no. were going to say something, it's but you 30. didn't know what it was. It's 30. Someone, they need to change that. And in the party chat, we have a very good friend. Surprise guest. Long time friend of the show. Long time friend of the show. Early supporter. Early supporter. Z does donate to the Patreon. And while we do appreciate the contribution, it does not it's get a you a relevant. spot on Gaming Friends. Z just knows so much about games. And, you know, these are games I didn't play. We had a great conversation. We're going to talk about stuff. We're going to talk about stuff with Nerdy. It's going to be really good. Nerdy the Sensei. Sensei. <laughs> I, you said it wrong one time and it's fucked me up for forever. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for blaming it on me. Exactly. Hey, you, you said it's my birthday. I'm allowed to do that.
1: Ghost of Tsushima released. Game of the year. Game, Game of, the of, of the generation. Game of generation. Oh... Anyway, we will uh, talk more about that in party chat because I've been playing it uh, obsessively. Oh,
0: that's one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) It's a step up from exclusively, (laughs) which is not even true. I have been playing Apex Legends with you.
0: Barely. You're just like, all right, let's get these dailies in and then you just peace out. You're like, I have to leave. Well,
1: you know, whatever. Paper
0: Mario also came out.
1: I have heard mixed I feel like
0: I always hear mixed things about anything that's Mario, but like not like the marquee Mario game, you know?
1: I guess. Whatever.
0: um, I actually have never played a Paper Mario game.
1: Me either. That's why I feel completely uh, unable to judge even the reactions that I'm seeing. Mm. I have no idea whether or not they're grounded in reality. Perhaps eventually we will talk to someone who's played this game. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna to, buy it because Yeah, it's 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 I more know, money than I to, would want to spend.
0: It's sixty dollars. Yeah. For Paper Mario. I just never I'm sure they're great games. Uh, I think the first one is a classic, but
1: yeah, never happened for me. But if it's happening for you, then then I'm happy for We're you.
0: happy for you. We love that for you. We love it.
1: The Sims 4 released a stuff pack, I think Uh, it's called. It's Nifty Knitting. Nifty Knitting? And it's just knitting. They've added Etsy.
0: (laughs) Oh, as a career?
1: Well, it's like they already have these freelancer, like, stay-at-home careers. It's a
0: side job. Don't tell me it's like a side gig.
1: You're like a freelancer. It's not a side gig. It's— it's You can make money off of—
0: Your passion project? Yeah. That's funny. It's like this podcast. Yes. I was gonna make a joke about making money, but we technically do that now. Thank you to our Patreon supporters.
1: Mm. Uh wait, wait. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. <laughs> <laughs> um Ublitz also released uh what in early access, to be fair, but a ooglitz. lot of people were waiting a really long time for it, including friends of the show, Edna and Jen. They're very excited about this. It's like uh, you dance instead of fighting, and there's cute little balls of stuff, and it's kind of like Stardew Valley in a way, I guess.
0: It's Stardew Valley and Pokemon. You love how I asked that question. Like, I acted like I didn't know, mm. but I do know. Uh, really,
1: yeah. really Underlines it for the audience that you spelled it out.
0: Yes, Stardew Valley and Pokemon. Because instead of like fighting, it's like they they dance. It's very cute. Um, it's cute. I might yeah, buy it's, it.
1: That's really that's what it is. I might purchase it. Hmm. It's cute. Games for Change happened. Um, a game that I've wanted to talk about on the show but have had no experience with is uh, their game of the year. It's called Dreams, and it is essentially a video game maker for the PS4, yeah. and people have been able to essentially replicate a lot of really cla- – like, th- the range of what you can do in this is unlimited. It's as if someone built a game engine for you to buy yeah, for your home personal use.
0: Anytime I hear someone talk about Dreams, it's like, look at this duplicate version of this game that we made. And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And it seems very labor intensive. Uh, awesome. And then I move on.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't seem to me like the type of thing where I would spend a great amount of time building anything. I would probably just want to play through all these incredible creations. But in a lot of ways that's what YouTube is for for me. And yeah. so <laughs> I I have seen a lot of Dreams. I just haven't watched anyone do it, so I don't know how it works. Me neither. Um, I guess
0: maybe one time. Yeah. I
1: I, I'm excited that it won Game of the Year. Um, also, other big Games for Change news. Um, they're starting a an emotional support hotline for gamers specifically because of gaming harassment, which is as our listeners know, uh, rampant and awful. And now we have a hotline for it. So we'll put that in the show notes, the link. Um, it, it seems like a needed and exciting uh, new thing for the broader community.
0: Now, this is for like people who
1: work in the game industry, or is it for players? It's specifically for players who are being harassed online. Got it. And it's text-based. It's not like a phone number that you call. Got it. Um, so I say hotline, it probably implies a phone. That's right. We but, need clarification. But it's not a phone. The link will be in the show notes, and you can check <laughs> it out. But yeah, I I think this is a, a good thing. And yeah. Games for Change kind of living up to the name. Yeah. G4 is returning. Oh, yeah. It
0: was a very dramatic day on Twitter. It was if you were very dramatic. in games. If you're in Games Twitter, even just a little bit. You follow one gamer on Twitter.
1: Are you old enough for G4 to have been a part of your life? No, I think I'm just (laughs) old enough to remember it. I wasn't that into the culture of it until a little later. So maybe there are younger people than me that remember this. I remember it being on TV and it mostly being reruns of like really real reality TV like unscripted episodes of cops and shit like that. <laughs>
0: like how about for those of us who are too young and beautiful wow. to remember what G4 is? Could you explain to us what it is and why it was games Twitter in a tizzy?
1: G4 was a cable television channel dedicated to gaming. Uh, It was before esports. It didn't have like esports programming. It had Attack of the Show, for instance, which is probably one of the most famous uh, gaming discussion shows. Olivia Munn got her start on that show. Like that's why Olivia Munn is famous. Wait, really? Yeah. She was a gamer girl. She was
0: just talking about games and now she's an actress? Yeah. Yeah. I want that career trajectory.
1: <laughs> can uh, they, can, I don't know if you specifically <laughs> want Olivia Munn's screen. No, trajectory. I
0: don't want Olivia. Well, I mean, she was on House. <laughs> okay. Critically acclaimed. I love that. I would watch House again.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, anyway... <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of, I would say, Gen X and older millennial folks, this was a part of your media diet as a gamer. It was before Twitch. It was before YouTube. It was really before the internet became the hub of gaming culture. Mm. And this was the only outlet. Like, before that, we were all playing N64 without internet connections. And... We were watching this TV show to tell us what was upcoming in in the world of, of games.
0: Carrying over your GameCube to each. You know, we used to have a special backpack just to bring the PlayStation between houses. Wow. It sucked. That's a lot. It was a lot. Um, Thank God for the handle on the GameCube. Cause.
1: So, yeah, that's why Games Twitter was kind of in a tizzy because Games Twitter is a lot of older millennials and younger Gen X people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are the uh, developers and the journalists and stuff like that. That's their age group. And they were all trying to get shows. They all won shows. Uh, To be clear, (laughs) they didn't say how this was coming back. A full-time 24-hour gaming TV network doesn't make sense unless you're going to get in the business of esports, to me.
0: Yeah. Because then
1: you're just going to end up running old episodes of Cops again. Like, Maybe we can, can we get in on this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start a, we'll start a hashtag to get a show. Yeah. It'll just,
0: but it'll just be, it'll just be the podcast. Like no video component at all. just be. I see. Just the okay. logo on a screen. Okay. And you just hear our voices. That's but yeah, it. that's
1: that's what it might be. It might just be a Twitch show. <laughs> it might just be a YouTube show. We have no idea. The, the idea of G4 coming back just got everyone excited. So we'll keep you updated as more details come out. But for right now, we don't fucking know anything.
0: Madden 21 will feature the Washington football team
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> with the Washington football team. Look, I feel like you have to say it like the Washington football team with the Washington football team logo. Like, <laughs> <it's> gonna,
1: <laughs> love to see I it. hope every indigenous person is having a great day.
0: I always, uh, honestly. I,
1: I hope you enjoy Eastern <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> all
0: of all, all, all of it. it. <laughs> it's yours. Love to see it.
1: Um, we are reducing tribes uh, here. Obviously, it's not every Indigenous person, yes. but I think you understand what we're trying to convey. That this is very funny, and I hope if you are a Washington football team name fan,
0: Washington football team. Then,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I-, I hope you really enjoy uh, not calling yourself a racial slur.
0: Here's the thing that's killing me about this. How long have people been like, yo, change the fucking name? And not a singular thought was put into, ch- into what that new name would be. They were, they're just like sitting in boardrooms yelling at each other. You know, owners, people with a lot of money who own the team are calling. I don't like it. I don't like it. Eh, We're pulling the funds. And and the best we can do is Washington football team. Like, I (gasps) know
1: they didn't want to change the colors, and so they're just going to start calling themselves the Rednecks. (laughs) Who who, Who from Twitter did you steal that joke from? I just came up with that. Oh, really? If it's on Twitter, I swear to God, I didn't <laughs> steal it from you. I didn't see that tweet. Okay. I just came up with it.
0: I guess I should. I should assume that you. I. I don't have. I shouldn't assume that you don't have. It.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't assume that a black man is a thief. Wow. Hmm.
0: You steal my line every every. At look at Rocket League. Ooh, is going free to play.
1: I leaving love Steam. that you really know what we're gonna talk about before we yeah. talk
0: about it. <laughs> Absolutely. (sighs) That's exciting for Rocket. I mean, everyone should play. It's so much fun. It's soccer with cars. What? Like, the concept is brilliant.
1: It's a solid game. Solid. I don't like the changes they've made away from loot boxes. Um, um, I, ha- I was mean playing a little bit recently.
0: Gambling!
1: Yeah, you can't gamble anymore by <laughs> getting loot boxes. Now you have to buy a currency uh-huh. to unlock stuff that you earn. So if right. you want to unlock any of the new blueprints that they have, you have to pay for it. And so Womp. I guess nice that you don't have to pay and get something that you don't want. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I... The old system I could still open loot boxes that I got. Like, as long as I didn't pay for them, I still was able to enjoy them. I just got fewer of them. I, I, I think it's really
0: funny how we're like, oh, it's free-to-play and it's leaving Steam and we're talking about loot boxes.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: Priorities. You can play it now with your friends. That's
1: important because it, if you are going free-to-play, you're going to be relying on microtransactions more. Mm-hmm. So... Um, true, 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 Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be accusing black men of being stupid.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Metacritic doesn't think that you all are not intelligent, but it wishes you would shut up a little more.
1: Yeah. The review bombing of The Last of Us 2 has clearly made an impact over at Metacritic. We've been asking, and by we, I mean... Uh, rational people have been asking Metacritic (laughs) to do this for a long time because people review Bomb a lot of different stuff for a lot of different reasons but mostly like racist, sexist, homophobic reasons. Like, very few review bombs that I've seen have been for righteous reasons. There are some good examples of this happening, like when they review bombed Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the microtransaction fiasco of of that launch. What a mess. Um, But... Overall, probably not great that people can do that, especially when you don't have to prove that you've actually played it, which is very clearly what happened with the Last of Us 2, because the game hadn't been out for more than 10 hours before it was review bombed to hell, and you can't finish the game in less than 10 hours.
0: Can you no? Um, can you imagine just sitting up on a computer like you're waiting for concert tickets? Remember buying concert tickets to go out to go to concerts? Um, all of our non-American listeners are like, what are you talking about? That's, we did that yesterday.
1: Uh, no, and they're still safely yeah, no. uh, conducting non-concerts. New
0: Zealand, they're going to sports events.
1: Yeah, but New Zealand has zero cases.
0: I know, but they're breathing in each other's faces. All I want to do is breathe in people's faces again.
1: Well, if everyone could wear a mask, then we'll get there, which means know. we never will.
0: Wear a mask, please. I want did you see the picture of the people being like, I want to spread the particles with my homies again? And it's just like a blue person and a red person with all the particles all over the place. It's very funny.
1: So if you speed run The Last of Us 2, <laughs> you can get through in less than 10 hours. But like, yes. no one is speedrunning. All
0: I'm saying is imagine sitting up on your computer waiting for the window to open to post your The, La- <laughs> the Last of Us 2 bomb review.
1: You don't even need to post a review. You just need to put the thumbs down or whatever. Oh, like it's 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 think, not even but, that deep.
0: It's just the image of just like just shaking by the computer, waiting to hit that thumbs down. is
1: funny to me. It's very sad. Let me enjoy it. So now you have to wait thirty six hours, which
0: delays good. the inevitable.
1: Yeah, delays the inevitable. Fine, but I think it got review bombed before people could really know what was.
0: Uh, so you're are you saying that like maybe the people the 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 earnest reviewers are gonna balance out the bullshit with with the help of this
1: thirty six hours? No, Metacritic already separates journalists. No, I don't and, mean
0: like earnest being journalists. I mean earnest just like players earnestly reviewing it well oh, instead of like a rush of a bunch. No, of,
1: I don't think that is what this is going to solve at all. I think this is going to like for instance. People thought going into this that Abby was trans. And because so many people are transphobic and don't want to see trans representation in video games, they freaked out. And that was part of their grievance. Mm. That is not what happened in the game. Like, that's not uh, accurate. No. Other things about Abby are accurate. Like the fact that she's fucking jacked.
0: I wouldn't. Even look at her funny <laughs> on accident. Like, you know, like I just. I, mm. Anyway. I value
1: my teeth. We've, we've made <laughs> plenty of jokes about Abby's arms and we'll make more in party chat. In good taste. In good taste, yeah. Good taste. Good not, taste not, well, not at her expense.
0: No, she not would at all. Fuck us up.
1: Yeah. I good. wouldn't want that. No. One company that absolutely understands the value of listening to their employees and not letting the mob run rampant.
0: And waiting even more than 36 hours to actually do something about their shit.
1: Ubisoft Mm. is getting dragged through the fucking mud right now. It turns out that all of the nonsense that their executives are up to with regard to sexually harassing and uh, just generally being shitty to their employees. The Ubisoft CEO has decided that he does not want to be accountable for the behavior of all the people that he oversees. So that's really exciting. Uh, I'm sure that that's not going to result in his eventual resignation in shame. (laughs) Uh, Good for him for completely ignoring the issue, having it proved that you ignored the issue, and then refusing to take any accountability.
0: I mean... In this moment is especially wild. I'm kind of like, like everybody's just kinda like, look, we have Washington football team. I never thought I'd ever see the day that they would be like, we're no frills now. Real, I, this is the moment that, ooh, it just
1: doesn't look good. I don't see how this does not resolve in an ugly way. Mm. Perhaps with employees actively doing something, which I would be happy to support, Um, but it's just, Sad. it comes on the heels of us finding out that apparently the last two Assassin's Creed games were supposed to have female leads and the Ubisoft executives say that women don't sell and so they refuse to do it. So Assassin's Creed Origins, Bayek was supposed to get killed off early in the story and then you were supposed to take over as his wife, Aya, Mm -hmm. who has a place in Assassin's Creed lore. Like We know about her from other shit. She eventually goes to Rome and becomes a legendary assassin in Rome. and earlier games take place in Rome and so she's like been in the story for a while and they
0: were like this is this not gonna sell
1: yeah that's so
0: interesting
1: it's not not interesting
0: it's bad I need to stop saying that things are interesting when they're just shitty
1: but that's not all Hmm. apparently the last game they had no intention of you choosing between the two siblings to play it was Cassandra's story and Alexio's was supposed to be the bad guy. And that's just what it was. And they swapped... They allowed for you to choose which one was which because, specifically, women don't sell. Like, that's that's what it was.
0: That's so amazing. I can't imagine how frustrating it must be to be, like, on the development team, on the story team, and be like, oh, we have this amazing thing. We're going to really change some shit here. We're going to be on our Naughty Dog shit and just fuck people's days up, right? And then marketing comes in as, like, the numbers.
1: It's pretty fucking sad because The Last of Us 2 is one of the best-selling PlayStation games of the generation already. And we just had Control, which was critically acclaimed. Horizon Zero Dawn, also one of the most popular PlayStation titles of this generation. Like, it's just stupid to say that women don't sell it's it's really dumb. <laughs> it doesn't it just doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh disappointing, not shocking. Uh, but I'm glad that everyone's getting a little, you know, snippy about it. Like, drag these people. Tell us how bad they are. They deserve it. They deserve. We deserve the game. I don't know. They deserve it. This bullshit.
1: Hopefully he's gone before the games come out. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would, would be, be nice. Um, speaking of the games, the Xbox summer games event, lots of games, lots of games. I didn't put them all down here. Like I didn't put Forza down. We didn't really see much.
0: No, but it's going to be great. That's all. That's all I care about. It has ray tracing. It has ray tracing. Fuck yeah. And it's going to be so much fun with my wheel. Fuck yeah. But there is one game that doesn't look so great.
1: Literally, it is rumored as the most expensive video game ever made. And the graphics for Halo Infinite look, uh, I guess, not even current gen, is what I would say.
0: Don't you love how one of the developers was like, well, you have to
1: just watch it in 4K. And I'm like... That doesn't make it any better. No. I was watching it in 4K, the presentation. (sighs) And (laughs) it didn't look... It just doesn't look next-gen. It doesn't look bad. I think everyone who's like, oh, it's bad, is is like kind of enjoying the, the Yeah, shitting the pile-on. On. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, we, we get that it doesn't look next-gen. I don't think it looks as bad as Iron Man VR. You know what I mean? Well, that's a low bar.
0: <laughs> but it also doesn't look good as the remastered version of Ori and the Will of the Wisps.
1: No, it that, doesn't look I'm, that good.
0: I'm going to play that. Oh, my God. Butter! Butter!
1: The fact that they're able to get 120 frames per second is nuts. Beautiful. Um,
0: Halo Infinite just looks like an open world Halo with okay graphics. Looks empty as fuck. Um,
1: I have to own that I've never been the biggest Halo fan. I I loved the first trilogy, but I wonder if I loved the first trilogy because... Nostalgia? Yes. I I, wonder if it's nostalgia.
0: I talked about this. I tried Halo 4 didn't do anything for me. I, I, st- I hated like play- four I five. played it for like maybe 45 minutes and I was like
1: no. I forced myself <laughs> to get through the story of 4. <laughs> I did not even attempt to finish 5. I started it and I just hated it.
0: Yeah. Um. Now I kind of want to go through the original trilogy again. I'm playing Uh, I was playing multiplayer with Halo 3. You Sidebar. Y'all know how hard it is. To play with someone when you got an Xbox One and you ain't playing on Xbox 360, it's annoying as fuck. We figured it out. It took a long time.
1: That sounds awful.
0: It was, it just took a long time.
1: Why was that happening?
0: I didn't, because the person had an Xbox 360. But I didn't know that you have to press the start. like the, the button to get to the menu in Xbox 360 is not intuitive. And it took me forever to figure it out. Anywho, multiplayer for Halo 3 still stands,
1: still holds up. It's fun. Are you playing native or are you playing Master Chief Collection?
0: Native. I You can't do Master Chief Collection. It's a totally different game.
1: Different servers. yeah
0: mm. Yep. What a tangent. I'm so sorry. That's how not excited I am about Halo Infinite.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's not much to say about it. There's a grapple hook now. Otherwise, it's just it's Halo. It's Halo with an open world. You know what? I will say they did announce that they want this to be like the platform moving forward and that... They have 10 years of content planned. There will probably not be another Halo title for, I, I guess, the rest of the console generation. <laughs> I don't mm. know.
0: I did peep that the next for, Forza Motorsport is just called Forza Motorsport. They got rid of the numbers. I'm curious to see if like that's going to be the trend now is that none of these games have sequels anymore. They just keep iterating. I mean, they did that
1: with Fable. Fable is not Fable 4. It looks like perhaps a reboot of the franchise. Mm -hmm. We don't know. It was just a short cinematic. But it does confirm something that people have been speculating about for a long time. Those games are really beloved. I have not played them all. Uh, I just never owned them. Um, And then it's been so long since 3 came out that, you know, I never have felt the need to go back. But I, I do want to before whatever this is, comes out. Whenever it comes out. There was no date. There was no anything. Uh, it's solidly next gen. There will be no Xbox One release for it. Um, I we'll, we'll have to wait and see more, but I would probably say 2022 Yeah, at this point.
0: The announcement video was very fun. I never played any Fable game, so maybe this will be the first one. I mean, it'll be in Game Pass, so...
1: Seems like they're going to dial up the Shrek, which... Um, I'm a fan of. (laughs) Um, That is a good point, which we didn't lead with, which is that all of these games are going to be on Game Pass. So we can play all of them essentially for our $10 monthly fee, which is almost certainly going to go up because they got rid of 12-month Xbox Live uh, passes. Like, you can't buy them anymore. Are you for real? Yeah, you can only buy maybe monthly now. So (gasps) either that's how they're going to get us to pay more money is to have to pay monthly and... To pay more than what um, we currently
0: are paying? Well, if that happens, we have to
1: revolt. Um, we might. I don't, I mean, it's still the best fucking deal out there. That's right. Even if they double the price, you're paying $240 a year, which is the same as four games.
0: Yeah, that's wild. You know, it's funny. People are like, should I buy an Xbox or a PlayStation? I'm like, well... That's a longer conversation. But if you just want a console and you just wanna play some games and you don't really care, like PlayStation is not doing it. And I'm I'm not a fanboy. I'm not. But I'm just saying.
1: I just don't think that they have a comparable answer to Game Pass. No. Like, There's a lot of people who absolutely 100% prefer the games that are coming out on PlayStation. And that's perfectly to fine. To what's coming out on, on Xbox. I uh, am, am plugged into the Xbox ecosystem, so I will continue Fanboy. to uh, be plugged into that. But, I mean, I can't deny that the first player titles from playstation are absolutely killer they're way better than what xbox is offering right now um in terms of games so we'll see what happens when the games actually catch up and then they have the games and xbox game pass uh who knows what will happen then
0: other games grounded where you get to fight giant cockroaches yeah you're uh no, just
1: doing me. minecraft in your backyard i guess
0: it doesn't look too. It doesn't look Minecrafty. It's
1: like it's a survival game. It's arc, yeah. survival evolved. It's uh, uh, Rust. Little,
0: it, yeah, yeah, like that. Except for that's kids. what Minecraft is, isn't no, it? No, I think Minecraft is more about the building, the crafting than the mining. You know what I mean? All those games are built on crafting. <laughs> Minecraft is like Legos crafting. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's different. You know what I mean? Anyway, your tiny children
1: running around. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids situation. Yeah, That's yeah,
0: yeah. Going on. People are really jazzed about it. Uh, I get to play it for my little fee, so I might try
1: it out. We'll see. It's free, basically. Uh, especially <laughs> I still don't pay for Game Pass. Uh, early Access is today, the 28th. Um, and you will, I guess, get the full game at some point in the future. Who knows how long it will be in early access. The Outer Worlds new
0: DLC, Peril on Gorgon, comes out September 9th. It looked good. I have to finish The Outer Worlds. I still haven't finished it either. It's long. Or I guess it's as long as you want to make it, but I you know, actually was enjoying it, so I kind of like want to play through all of it.
1: I have to not play it the way that I play open world games and try to do every nook and cranny, mm. which is what has prevented me from finishing it. <laughs> um, I should go back, though. The DLC is not free, though. Even if you have Game Pass, I'm pretty sure you have to pay for it. Oh. I think that's the gotcha there. Tell me why the next narrative
0: story from the Life is Strange folks. Chapter 1 is coming out August 27th.
1: Looks good. I didn't know it was coming out in chapters. I kind of didn't realize it was... Uh, just like Life is Strange. (laughs) They were like, we are copying and pasting this structure. Um, I'm really excited because I love that we're getting all this trans representation in media. Uh, It does seem trauma-centered, which... (laughs) Kind of sucks.
0: Baby steps, I guess.
1: Uh, right. That's that's black people are still dealing with the worst slaves narrative. Like we don't have a lot of media about us that doesn't involve slavery. So I get it. Uh it's a long suffering struggle. Hopefully, we get to the point where uh trans people can be presented as as not just plagued by trauma uh but who knows how this ends we're we're basing this based on like the hook which that's is right. drama which is
0: trauma but and trauma and drama and trauma mm-hmm. uh but i guess that's how you sell things
1: and it's free so i'm going to play it absolutely <laughs> uh i'm i'm looking forward to it ever wild is another one that to me i still don't know what we'll be doing in ever wild it doesn't it has not explained itself I in terms know. of what it is.
0: I don't know what that game is, but the is woman that they outrageous? had, the woman that they had explaining the game, I was like, she knows what she's doing. Like it's, this game is gonna be great. I just believe. I like, heard with all them, all the trees and shit, the nutmeg,
1: just crunchy.
0: She is yeah, hella crunchy, hella granola and I know that whatever this game is, she did a good job.
1: Mhm. It's rare uh makers of Banjo-Kazooie and so I have faith in whatever they do for the most part.
0: Off of Banjo-Kazooie, how old is that game?
1: It doesn't matter. That's
0: a, that's a little
1: that's When little you make much. a masterpiece? Oh Christ. You get to be Hideo Kojima.
0: <sighs> oh, so now Death Stranding is a masterpiece.
1: We're calling it a masterpiece. No, I said that when you make a masterpiece, you get to become Hideo
0: Kojima. Oh, got it. Metal Gear (laughs) is the masterpiece. (laughs) And then you get to, got it, got it, got it, got it. Is that shade on your part? Nope.
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm looking forward to Everwild, though, whatever the fuck it is. The art style (laughs) is just beautiful. So uh, I'm hooked. Uh, The last big thing that I care about. I don't... I
0: I wish I cared more about Destiny.
1: There were rumors that Bungie was returning home to Microsoft. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. They just got their independence from Activision. Why do they want to cuddle up with another big uh, corporate entity again? You know, they don't want restrictions. And then we got this announcement. Everything from Destiny 2, every single expansion, everything is coming to Game Pass including the next expansion and all the expansions moving forward, we assume, as long as this relationship holds out. Uh, And that is a big fucking get for Game Pass, I think. Uh, And it means that I don't have to pay for Beyond Light because I'm kind of at the place with Destiny right now where I want to see what is going to change Mm-hmm. about the game moving forward? Can it become something that I do not have to chain myself to my Xbox to play? Uh, and if I can be untethered, then I'm down. But if I still have to treat it like a job, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in a positive place with Destiny right now. <laughs> as, as long-time listeners of this show will know, I go back and forth. Very often. Oh, uh, But... uh I'm also excited that we're getting the free upgrade. It's going to be next-gen, so to speak, uh, which we already knew from their presentation, but uh, we know that it's going to be on launch now, so that's exciting. Um, it did get delayed. I think we talked about that already. Uh, but if we didn't, it got delayed till November, which is really stupid because it means that I'm probably not going to play it for very long, no matter what. Like, I have Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk to play.
0: Yeah, but isn't Cyberpunk... Oh, shit. Cyberpunk is coming out in November.
1: Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk are two days apart. They
0: have changed the date on that game so many damn times. I was like, no, what are you talking about? Cyberpunk is coming out in September. Nope. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. What are you going to do?
1: So basically, my calendar is going to be... Avengers, Legion, Beyond Light, Valhalla for a hot second, and then Cyberpunk. And that's without knowing about the release dates for, like, Spider-Man, for Halo, for Greedfall, all that shit.
0: I mean, I feel like you're going to be more stressed than I am, because Avengers is definitely going on the back burner for me.
1: Sorry. I don't
0: know. I I just don't see it for her. I don't know. I don't know. Watch, watch. I'm most. I'm really out of all these games. I'm really most excited for Legion, which is like weird that I'm more excited for Legion over Cyberpunk. But watch Legion, fucking suck, and then I'm gonna hate everything.
1: I uh, firmly believe that it won't suck because they let people play it already. That's true. They're confident,
0: but we can't trust the review. The the famous people. The the blue check. <laughs>
1: The gamers. <laughs> I think given everything that's going on with Ubisoft right now, you would make a lot of splash if you shat on Ubisoft. And so everyone had the opportunity to do so and they didn't. They said the games were solid. So I don't know. And you know what? <laughs> I I just my favorite reviewer, we agree. And so for the most part, who's your favorite reviewer again? Skill. Chill- up. Hmm. up. Hmm. What? Shill up. These past What's two weeks in Nerd Dumb. Rest in peace to a real one. Grant Imahara. You probably know him from Mythbusters. Yeah. This one was sad. It was real sad. He was clearly beloved by his friends.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> Pour one out. Mythbusters is is a, a solid... Accessory to nerddom and uh
0: oh, yeah, that definitely counts. Definitely counts.
1: Very sad. Um, I want to talk really quickly about transformative justice. I thought it was really interesting, uh, that Warren Ellis, who is a writer on various projects, including video games, comic books, that kind of stuff, um, his accusers, because of course, we are living in a world where everyone. Uh, is being exposed. Uh, his accusers have asked for a transformative justice process, which I wholeheartedly support. I am going to link some things about transformative justice in the show notes. I'm working on transformative justice right now in my uh, job, which is incredible. I'm so blessed and honored to be able to do that. And uh, I just think it's really important for people to learn about. Uh, it's, it's a non-punitive way to deal with harm and trauma, and it centers... Uh, Uh, people who are harmed and it holds people who do harm accountable, but it does not, you know, cast them out. It doesn't uh, feed into this, I think really carceral attitude where we just have to punish people. Um, Big on the survivors for, for, being willing to do this. I think it's uh, a huge deal. And uh, hopefully this happens and it's successful.
0: Yeah. Project Power, a new movie by Netflix. Is it bad that every time Netflix says they're going to do something, I think it's a TV show? Yeah. Anyway, it's a movie. They don't want that. It's a a twist on the superhero movie because it's not about superheroes, but it's about people with superpowers. and You get the superpowers by taking a pill. You drugs. only get it for five. You take drugs. Drugs. And you only get it for five minutes. Mmm. Copaganda. Interesting
1: premise. Interesting premise. Also copaganda.
0: Also copaganda. Jerry Foxx, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh also, just when I looked up the trailer, I don't know why, but Joseph Gordon Levitt looks too dark <laughs> on that thumbnail. I was like, who is this <laughs> black man? And I was like, that's Joseph. Just-
1: that is entirely on you. You would have
0: tan. I was like, I did like, not I was get that
1: impression.
0: Um, this it reminds- looks really good. It it looks really good, and I'm really upset that they could budget for all these special effects. I guess it's because they're budgeting for only five minutes. But Luke Cage and Iron Fist didn't see any of that dust. Dust. They were paid nothing.
1: Which, let me interject and say, apparently, <laughs> the people running Marvel TV were super, like, misogynistic and racist. And some <sighs> actors, specifically the actor who played the bad guy, the friend that becomes the bad guy, I think. I don't know. One of the bad guys in Iron Fist, I have tried to block out as much of that show as I possibly could. They basically said that they cut out all the de- the character development for the Asian characters. And that it was just like straight up racist on set.
0: Oh, we love that. That's great.
1: Yeah, um, and maybe retribution because so many people wanted Danny Rand to just be Asian. Um. Anyway, since you brought it up. Um, yeah,
0: no, I'm just saying. Just, but I mean, it looks really great, and I was actually kind of surprised at how good that it looks. Yeah. I was like, they really.
1: Well, you got Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They're not right. going to sign up to do. Uh. A, a shitty movie like Will Smith. This also reminds me to watch The Boys on Amazon, uh, which you should all not pay for Amazon. Uh, <laughs> so okay, no name. Watch no, The kidding. Boys by Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's getting renewed for a third season. I think the second season just came out. Uh, I will put it on my list. We'll we'll see. It's been on my list for a long time. Mm. Also, really quick, uh, Halloween Horror Nights, which is the October horror thing that Universal Studios does. It's like, you know, uh, every part of the park that's open is a haunted house. Everything's a haunted house. And there are haunted houses within the overall haunted house. That's basically what Halloween Horror Nights
0: is. But they can't do it this year, right?
1: They cannot do it this year because of COVID. Not because they can't do it this year. Like, Disney's open. They're just being more responsible. (laughs)
0: Universal's like
1: no we like, can't like we want people to be come alive. back
0: next year right
1: like you can't come back if you're dead we want to scare you not kill you
0: I cannot they really were like well we have to y'all have to stop eating in the middle of the street now
1: <laughs> Disney <laughs> close it down what the
0: like Who is like oh the problem is that people are just eating
1: no you the know? problem is that the park is open the secondary problem is that people are showing up <laughs> 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 those are the two problems, and that's the order
0: of uh,
1: those problems. Oh, shit. <sighs> um, so, Virtual Comic-Con has been happening. Oh, great. I got to say, I was underwhelmed by this year in general, in large part because there was no Marvel panel. <laughs> but there were a few things that I think... Uh, are interesting first of all everything is still delayed if you thought you were going to go see a movie this summer you're wrong it's not coming out (laughs) yeah Christopher Nolan any Mulan got completely taken off the calendar probably because of anti-Chinese racism frankly Mm. Uh, like taken off the calendar we don't know when it's going to come back out everything else just keeps getting pushed like oh we're going to do August now oh we're going to do November now oh we're going to do December oh what's Christopher Nolan doing we'll do right after him (laughs) Um, oh shit but yeah, everything is still delayed. Uh, there's going to be a Rorschach comic book coming to DC.
0: That looked cool. I feel a lot of people are not happy about it. Uh,
1: if you're a Watchmen purist, then you are not want see ex- anything. Yeah, there's no additional media it's, it beyond the original.
0: Just Watchmen. We're not watching that show. I don't care how good Regina King. Now I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> cosplaying as a purist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Yeah, fuck anything that they... Whatever. I don't care. I still have to finish Watchmen. I haven't finished it yet. It
1: could be interesting what they do with it because given the the Watchmen TV show, are, are they treating that as canon? Is that what happens? Mm. And, you know, obviously, if they choose to do, like, oh, the original character, then it's going to be taking place in the past. So that won't be a consideration they have to worry about. But either way, I'm sure, um, you know... I'm sure Alan's not happy.
0: (laughs) No, he never is. God bless him. Joss Whedon also wasn't happy. Why is that? (laughs) Because Zack Snyder's Justice League cut has not one frame from his reshoots. It's totally new. Oh. Superman's in a black suit, and he talked to Alfred in a clip that was shared. I don't know why they shared that clip. There was nothing really cool about it. It was just he flew in and was like, hey, you, Alfred. I'm Henry Cavill. I build computers with my big arms.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that clearly the Snyder Cut did not exist before this deal. I, <laughs> and, ah, and, it's and so annoying. Like, We've triumphed. And like no, the Snyder Cut capitulated.
0: The Snyder Cut existed completely in, in theory. Snyder's head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he would just whatever. I don't remember what social media platform he uses. But whatever that obscure platform that he uses is just to just post cryptic. Thoughts that he has in his head about whatever. Whatever. I mean, I want to watch it because, like, let's be honest. I didn't hate Justice League, uh, but I didn't like it either.
1: Well, that's an indictment of your taste. Um, (laughs) It was terrible. You did. You didn't see it. I couldn't watch the whole thing. You didn't watch any of it. I attempted.
0: No, you didn't. When? When was this? I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh! You've blocked this out of your memory now. Yes, actually. Now, it's, yes. It, whatever. I uh, have. It's coming to HBO Max. Who's paying for HBO Max? Who's who's gonna give me a password? <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna hook me up? Uh Make I, a donation I'm on the Patreon specifically for
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> not
0: kidding. Please I'm, don't. I'm do that. absolutely kidding. It's gonna go to more important things. Uh, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna just have to get my free trial in for that week and and watch this. Because I think it's the only thing that's coming to HBO Max that I go fuck about. Exactly. Anyway.
1: Adventure Time and Summer Camp Island are also going to HBO Max. Which, like new stuff? Or yeah, y- like spinoff stuff. Oh. Like I think the Adventure Time thing is the lesbians.
0: Yay, Princess Bubblegum and... The Goth Girl.
1: See, you watched it, kind of. Kind
0: of. I not don't, really. I, know, I, know. I don't know why I remember Princess Bubblegum, but I don't remember Homegirl, the vampire name.
1: I've seen vampire. the Bacon Pancake episode. I uh, started to watch it, and then I just <laughs> never finished
0: it. The only thing I remember about the Bacon Pancake, because my brother loves this show, but the only thing, I don't remember watching the Bacon Pancake episode specifically, but I do remember someone overdubbing, or dubbing in uh, The Empire State of Mind Beat. Because yes. it matches up perfectly.
1: Yeah, that did happen. Link in the show notes. Um, the only bit of Marvel news that we got that I think is something that we've talked about before and isn't out of left field is uh, New Mutants. Apparently, it's still happening. Jordan it's delayed, but it's still happening. They're I, assuring us that it's still happening. I am
0: so fucking tired.
1: They promise of talking it's still about happening.
0: New Mutants. I'm tired. Put it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> it really
1: does Fuck! need to go
0: to that Disney+. That movie Plus. has been coming out for like a year.
1: If I end up being right on a technicality, the technicality being a global pandemic, then... I mean, you're still right. I Exactly. But by an exactly
0: fucking mile. I'm still correct. Oh. Finally, a new Lovecraft Country trail has been released from the mind of Jordan Peele. And J.J. Abrams, which it
1: looks like he didn't ruin this. Uh, <laughs> Y'all can have it. H.P. Lovecraft is a racist. <laughs> it's racist. H.P. Lovecraft is a notorious racist. Well, that's isn't the point. Yeah. So it like takes. They, but they that was the point with Watchmen too, and I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I got to the point in Watchmen where they were like, we were Nazis, and I was like, what. <laughs> I'm like, how do you idolize? Because people idolize these niggas. I'm like, wait, he just said he was a Nazi in a, in a book. What the? F- and I'm like, this is interesting. But also like, hold up.
1: I get how what they're going to do could be interesting and yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. people just want to watch monsters trying to eat people or whatever. Yeah. I can't even bring myself to watch the trailer. Yeah. Lovecraftian shit is too much for me.
0: I watched it. It cool. well, the thing about it, so it's like it's Jim Crow era so it's like sad black people because that that's you
1: know. Again, like we said earlier in the Jordan Peele. We cannot escape <laughs> the legacy of slavery in our depictions in media. Yeah.
0: No. So it's uh you know, Jim Crow era, they're traveling around with monsters, so I guess it's like a horror version of the Green Book movie, is what I'm. Trying. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Oh, it's, I think it's also coming to HBO Max, right? I might watch
1: it. I don't know. I think it's just regular HBO.
0: Who knows? That other one, Hunters, that looks interesting. That looks more interesting than this. But That's also on Amazon. Sad niggas.
1: Yeah. Victims of the
0: Holocaust. I need Jordan Peele to make something with some happy-ass black people. Can (laughs) he do that?
1: No. He can't.
0: I need Barry Jenkins to put out something this year, because otherwise.
1: Barry Jenkins will lead you through the pits of hell to bring you a glimpse of happiness. But that glimpse is so beautiful.
0: It is the most—it's like, wow. I (sighs) just—
1: Why don't you drop some music for Barry Jenkins?
0: I will. I'll just uh I'll play the Bill Sheets soundtrack here. Hmm. Just kidding. I can't do that. That's copyright. my friends, we have a very special guest with us today. That's
1: right. A long time friend of the show. Everyone is a friend of the show, but we have an extra special friend of the show today.
0: An OG fan, an OG listener, nerdy, the sensei, also known as Curtis. Or I guess I should have said that the opposite way, but here we are. You get it.
2: Both <laughs> things work. Both things work. Welcome. Thanks. Welcome. Welcome. And like, I think... You guys are the awesomest, so I really appreciate being able to get on this show.
1: Wow, Flattery really will take you a lot of places. So <laughs> you can continue doing that whenever, whenever you like. Um, I also want to apologize to Nerdy and apologize to the audience. You will be hearing mispronounced Japanese words, even if they're anglicized, such as saying sensei, Instead of or sensei instead of sensei, I
0: said I said sensei right. Exactly. Wait, is that wrong? It's sensei, right? Correct. Sensei. Sensei. You who kept someone said sensei yesterday, and I was like, ah, uh, someone's saying it wrong. Yeah, me probably. Great. That's
1: why I apologized. I do it too. <laughs> I've been calling it Ghost of Tsushima the whole time, and the game immediately was knocking me in the head and was like, Tsushima. Well, anyway, Nerdy is here because, as you might have guessed, <laughs> we have played Ghost of Tsushima, and we want to talk about how fucking gorgeous it is.
2: It is the most beautiful game.
1: I really think it's the most beautiful game I've ever played. That's a big claim. I... I at, at minimum, it is the most beautiful open world game I've ever played. Easily,
2: yeah, that's no contest. Like that is easily a good thing, and like a pretty, pretty accurate statement to make about open world games. This is the most beautiful. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say that anything else is more beautiful.
1: I think we should stick with the map for a second. One of the most impressive things to me. I will admit, I'm a Ubisoft fanboy. Like, I love Ubisoft games. I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise. I love what they've done recently. That said, I understand the critique that, yes, it's a huge open world, but it felt very repetitive. It felt like the scenery was, um, you know, very similar. It definitely utilized the same building structure and all that kind of stuff. Ghost of Tsushima seems to have pulled off making it feel very, very different, even though they use a lot of those same tricks.
2: I would have to agree. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you could say that are similarities in like how they approach showing you the map. But there's so many other ways that like, just in navigating, looking at the map, doesn't seem as intimidating. Even though you know it's huge, you can see that, like, oh my God, there's a lot of space I'm going to cover it doesn't feel daunting. And once you're really in it, it just, it just kind of, you're just wrapped in it. You don't feel like, oh my God, it's going to take me a thousand hours to get from like my point, my point now to next point or whatever mission I'm trying to get to. So, and I think that's something that Assassin's Creed never really gave me. Like it kind of got close, but this, yeah. Sushiman's map is just wonderful for making me feel both immersed and being accessible to getting to the other things I want to. Yeah, it's, and it's, yeah, it's super nice.
1: Immersive is definitely the word. Um, I feel like a samurai every time I play this game. It is just, there, there's so many wonderful things about it. Um, but my last comment on the map is that I love that they don't even try to fill it. It's like, yes, a lot of this is just open space. It's just a farm. It's a farm for a long time because you need a lot of farms to feed people. And instead of worrying about packing the world with stuff, they just leaned into, we're going to make every tree gorgeous. And (laughs) we're going to (laughs) make all of the leaves such a beautiful <laughs> color, when you cross a field that's just a square mile of the same flower, it it just, it, it, it masks how it's empty because it's not actually empty at all. It's full of this beautiful, beautiful art. And I just think that that's such an important piece of why I love this game so much because it's like, it hasn't reinvented the wheel. It's not doing anything that's really new. It's just the most polished version of what already exists in in my opinion. Cedric, you have not played this, but you've watched me play a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> what are your impressions just having watched me play it and also having to deal with me playing it?
0: Um... <laughs> You know, so I've been I've been playing lately, like, I've been going back in Ubisoft's um, library. Uh, I've been playing Far Cry 3. I've been playing Watch Dogs 2. And a lot of what I'm seeing about this game, it kind of reminds me of that Nine Vault tweet. We'll have to link it in the show notes. Remember to do that this time. But if you don't know who Nine Vault is, I don't know how to describe this person. They're just like a... I don't I have no idea what they do in real life, but they're they just comment about video games, usually very ironically, but
1: sometimes not. It's very funny gaming commentary, and it's usually on like the right side of an issue. Like they're not afraid to make fun of dumb bros that are mad that Abby has muscles in The Last of Us 2, for instance.
0: Yeah. Anyway, they tweeted something along the lines of like, look, ghosts of Tsushima is. Like, most games where you're just running around doing things in an open world, you have an objective, you do it, and then you move on to the next thing. And that's what most of these games are iterations of. But it sounds like to me, and considering how you have not put down this game literally at all, except for, you know, a couple of quick Apex matches, (laughs) it sounds like this game cracked the code on running around and doing things <laughs> and, like they, they figured it out.
2: Yeah. They kind of cracked the code. That's, that's how I feel. I mean, I don't feel bad about knowing that I'm like in the middle of like a fetch quest or like some type of, you know, pseudo investigation that I've kind of seen probably, I would say more, more elaborate in the witcher three or something but i'm also not mad like i'm also doing it and being like yo this is dope like i'm doing this also i'm about to change my clothes and make myself look dope when i'm doing it
1: (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) so what is it about ghost of tsushima that that does it for you too I, i don't what is it
1: i'm sure nerdy can speak to the accuracy of this, but for me, it's the world building. I really mm-hmm. feel like I am a feudal lord in Japan who is taking back my island. I have to save my uncle, I have to slaughter the Mongols, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to see this through. <laughs> Like okay. <laughs> I really feel like I am a samurai when I get into the standoffs, which is this mechanic where if there's a group of enemies, you can walk up to them, you press a button, and it starts this uh, duel-like encounter. It's not duels; there are duels in the game, um, but it's a duel-like encounter where the enemy can like faint and try to get you to swing your sword too early, and if you do, they're gonna get a a nearly fatal strike on you Mm -hmm. and you're going to, you know, be hurting and and be in a bad position for the battle. But if you swing at the right time, just as they're attacking you, you're going to insta kill them. And depending on the armor that you're wearing, you might get up to five insta kills. And so if you've got a group of 10 enemies, it's a really powerful way to get through them. But just that environment of it just feels so authentic to me as someone who is not particularly, uh, weebish and does not spend a lot of time, uh, you know, thinking about Japan or Japanese culture or history or anything like that. Like, frankly, the deepest that I go into Japanese feudal history is that viral video that did the whole history of Japan. Um, I've watched that about 300 times. So I feel very... I don't very, know this video. Excuse me? you've oh. It's the guy who does the history of the world, but this was the first <laughs> one. It was the history of Japan.
0: Look at the show notes.
1: I can't. What? I don't
0: think I've ever watched this one.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we're going to rectify that literally as soon as we're done here. Okay. Um, But we anyway. Could, we could
0: play it right now for everyone. And
1: it's really long. Get
0: a copyright DMCA.
1: That's true. We would definitely he would probably go after us
0: anyway
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <easily. laughs>
1: there are just so many of these like little things that the game does that really make me believe that i am having this experience you can be walking away from a bloody battle and then a little birdie tells you to walk over here and you find a haiku little pad and you're just looking at some scenery samurai have to clear their mind and have to be aware of themselves and all this stuff and the game is telling me this and i'm like yeah you're right I I do need to write some fucking poetry right now. Like yes. <laughs> that's that's correct. <laughs> it's just so good.
0: Okay, so I have a question and I want I want nerdy to answer it cuz you you're you're very jazzed over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I need I need more convincing cuz part of me is like, "Hmm, I wonder if it's just so good because it's different. Like it's not you running around and shooting people. Are you running around and you know, stun gunning people.
2: It's so, like, what, what, what would you say to that? Hmm. I mean, you're definitely correct that it's very different from, like, anybody's Grand Theft Auto, you know, adventure sandbox nonsense where you're just like, hey, look at this, I've got a random person, I'm going to blow them the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so it's way different from that because you have to be more, you know, aware of your surroundings and in the time frame. but. With me, I definitely love the fact that it reminds me of the the Kurosawa films from the 60s. So, like, Mm. you actually feel like you're in those movies. Now, there's a mode called Kurosawa mode in the game where it changes it all to black and white. It changes the soundscape so it sounds more like the movie. So it's a little tinny and it's, like, the wind's more of a factor so it actually, like... You hear it a little bit more. Um, they really did do a lot of research for that. And I haven't played all the I'm going to wait for my second playthrough to play the entire game like that. But just alone, just being that one samurai in this type of story, that's just one type of story that those movies were able to tell. Mm-hmm. But this really feels like you're in that type of film. Like It feels like when the camera's around you, you feel like you're just acting in these particular scenes or some of these iconic fight scenes. Like there's some duels in it that really, really make you feel that way. Like there's, it's, it's really that, that like film feeling.
0: We got an exasperated breath in there. (laughs) For me, it's (laughs) what other convincing do you need?
1: For me, it's the sweet spot between Red Dead and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Hmm. So the comparison that year, because they both came out in that year, was that Red Dead was like, you have to uh, milk your horse. And if you don't (laughs) uh, pluck, it's a mini game to pluck every scale off of the fish that you catch before you can cook it, which is its own mini game. And then eating is a mini game. Like... I'm exaggerating, obviously, but but could you imagine? But like the fact that you had to do that much work to maintain yourself and your horse in Red Dead was a turnoff for a lot of people. It was very immersive for me when I finally got around to playing that game. Um, Still haven't finished it, but it's but it it was a little too much, and I complained about it. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I was like, oh, am I even going to be able to get through this? Odyssey, on the other hand, which I loved, completely abandons that. You don't have to eat. You don't have to go to the bathroom. You don't have to sleep. Your horse can literally survive jumps off of the top of a cliff. Like there's no (laughs) barrier at all. And I think the cost of that is some immersion. Like, Mm. do I feel like I'm in ancient Greece? I mean, yeah, but I also feel like I'm a demigod. And that's not obviously something that a lot of people uh on earth can really <laughs> feel so um <laughs> for ghosts it's like do i have to uh you know brush my horse no but i can't just climb up any wall and I can't just jump off any cliff. And I have to be strategic about the fights that I take because I'm not so all powerful that I still won't get overwhelmed. And even when you're using ghost weapons and stuff, it's really more to reset the battle than it is to overpower people. So ghost weaponry is like, throwing knives and smoke bombs and and stuff like that. Like uh, uh, there's a, a blow gun later in the game where you shoot darts at people and stuff. And I, I guess my biggest detraction of the game so far is that there's no real social consequence for using those weapons because the game is kind of like honor, honor, honor in a very tropey way and mm. saying like, uh, samurai doesn't do this and you shouldn't be doing this and I don't really like that you're doing this and that, I, I don't know if there are consequences to that because I'm only like halfway through act two so chronologically this could become a bigger thing and there might be more conflict about this um, but for right now it seems a lot like oh I don't know. We we don't like that you're stabbing people in the back and slitting their throats, but you know, I'm not imprisoned in a castle anymore. So what am I going to really say? You know, and I think that that weakness (laughs) in comparison to The Last of Us Two, where I'm like (laughs) constantly grappling with the the story in that, that is probably the weakest point. But this is not a game that's supposed to be all about the story. Like, this is an open-world action-adventure game, and those aspects of it completely nailed. Like, if if we weren't anticipating some Game of the Decade titles that are coming out Ugh, in a few God. months, easily Game of the Year contender, easily. Wow. There's just so much
2: that that game has in it that it's hard to just say like no it's not going to be a great one of the greatest games of all time for me but like it would be foolish to be like oh yeah no it's definitely not going to be on the greatest games made in 2020 no that'd be really, really really foolish
1: well all right nerdy do you speak japanese
2: i do not my partner does Got my it. partner speaks like i would say please oh god i hope they don't hear this uh, i hope <laughs> uh like more mo- moderate um level uh japanese so like able to keep our conversation going and things of that sort so they're also trying to teach me some things and giving me some resources so i'm going to try to learn but it's definitely a a curve so i'm gonna take my take my time with it
1: yeah in the, in the clip that you put in the Discord earlier, plug for the Discord, is that...
0: We won't link it. You, we'll link the Discord, but not to the clip specifically.
1: <laughs> you have to join the it's it's exclusive, it's exclusive to the Discord. I noticed that you were playing with uh, the Japanese voice acting and uh, subtitles, which I tried to do at first. And I had to switch because I couldn't both read the subtitles and then also play the game. It was just too difficult.
2: Um, Yeah, I, I thought about it and I just, there's so much of that, like we were saying before the immersion that I'm really chasing that I was like, I just have to hear it in Japanese. And then also me knowing that I always watch my anime in the same fashion. I'm just kind of used to reading subtitles in a quick fashion. So, like, it wasn't too much, like, a jarring, like, experience trying to read anything while I'm looking at the beautiful faces and their acting and whatever's going on on screen. See
0: that? I was going to ask if you were a sub or dub person. Well, I feel like now we have to, like, make a list of, like, things that we ask all of our guests. Like, are you a sub or a dub person? Uh, zero dark thirty or Goldeneye. Oops,
1: wow, that was wrong. Perfect, Perfect <laughs> dark zero or <laughs> I'm reporting you to Jules. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I, you know, it's funny. I think I've said this before, but I've skated by in all of our conversations, not having played played either of those games. One day,
2: anywho, one day.
0: Anyway, it's good to know that you that uh you're you're a purist and I am yeah. I am I'm a dub.
1: I'll definitely do it on my second playthrough. When they release uh, New Save Plus, I will absolutely go back and, and listen to the Japanese voice acting. Cause then I at least know what's happening, you know? Right, right. now so right. I don't yeah, I know guess I see what's that. happening. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so we kind of hinted it, Last of Us 2. Our listeners don't know this, but the Discord folks do. Again, you should really be in the fucking Discord. Like, what are you doing?
0: Keep up. It's popping. It's always popping.
1: Um... I decided to watch The Last of Us instead of playing The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. Well, you, Twitter knows that too. Twitter also knows that. Yeah. The reason why is because I am a scaredy cat and I don't like scary things and everyone was like, this is like low-key horror. It's very funny. So I was watching it and I got to say the other reason why, and this might be uh, heretical and I apologize to anyone that I offend. Um, oh boy. I don't like, the gameplay that I saw. Uh, Not that it would not be cool to do it, and the action sequences are obviously Naughty Dog action sequences, so they are incredible. Um, but But the general gameplay, at least of the second one especially, where it's like, go into a space, and there's people on patrol, and you have to sneak around and try to kill as many as you can silently, or sneak past them and then rinse and repeat. That, to me, would probably have gotten a little frustrating and boring and then I also heard that you have to craft all of the stuff that you use which in the game movie that I'm watching obviously they cut all that out and so all I saw was just usage of weapons and stuff like that over and over it got to the point where it's kind of like skipping ahead until I was getting to dialogue um anyway that's personal (laughs) wait wait wait, wait
0: wait wait you are telling me that you watched the movie of the game and was still getting your giving yourself the abridged version the
1: no the game the game movie included uh gameplay uh right before and after important things so i would still have to sit through like 12 assassinations in order to get to the next cutscene if cutscenes are, like, sandwiched close together. And Last of Us 2 is, like, playing a movie. There's so many cutscenes. It's like there's nearly as many cutscenes as there's gameplay segments. And so, at least for me watching the movie. So, anyway, the gameplay does not seem like my thing, but I did watch both. So I am up to speed. Cedric is up to speed because I spoiled everything for him because he he didn't care.
0: I did. I mean, look, look, I understand the weight of the last of us. I understand that it did a lot of things, all that, blah 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 blah. Not for me. That's all. I get it. I get I see its impact. I am just not gonna I'm not gonna play it. Like yeah. the
1: Beatles. Okay, all this intro <laughs> for, me. <laughs> for me. For me. <laughs> for me.
0: You can listen to the Beatles. But for you, me
1: He is still digging I don't understand I feel like our Our tepid laughter Is like okay Like you know You me? can stop digging Anytime And he's like No no I want to keep digging I, I want to keep, keep digging
0: going. I want to lose All of our listeners <laughs> All of them
1: There are no White people left
0: <laughs> If you are a white person This is the game of friends They all left After Please. that laugh. Yeah, after we told him to read Angela Davis, (laughs) like, "Mm." no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I love, I believe in our white listeners. God bless y'all. So, nerdy, you actually, like a true gamer, like a purist, played The Last of Us 2.
2: I did. It was something I was looking forward to after playing through The Last of Us number one, I think twice. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, can you tell the story? Because I feel like we've kind of covered this that people were pretty mad. And now that I know what happens to a certain very small extent, I understand some of the disappointment in the story. I don't agree with a lot of the justification, but in terms of the direction of the story, like tell us about your journey. Was it, was it, what you ended up expecting? How did you feel about it? Um, you know, what what are your feelings overall about the turn that, that the second game took?
0: Excuse me for one moment before you get into that. Spoiler alert!
1: Oh, yeah. There were no spoilers for Ghost of Tsushima, but <laughs> we're going to spoil the shit out of The Last of Us 2.
0: <laughs> so there'll be some sirens. I mean, The Last of Us 2 just literally came out, so... You may now proceed.
2: Well... I think that The Last of Us 2 was, overall, it was incredible. Like, just really well done for how they approached the story from all angles. Uh, I, I think that was some of their best animation they've ever done, uh, especially now saying the behind-the-scenes stuff of how they did some of the motion capturing. It, it was It's really, really, really well done. And so many people put a lot of work into it. Um, that game is harrowing. It is so much. Um, the first game really made me feel like I was in a zombie movie. And it really like made you feel like every act was a different, just a different chapter that was going to go into this crazy big climax of a thing that just really felt like you're playing through a zombie movie. The second one was like, yo, let's play a revenge movie with some zombies sprinkled in and let the people play. And I was like, I was expecting some revenge because I, you know, I've seen the, I saw the opening train. I was trying to keep myself distant. I usually only watch the teaser trailers. Mm -hmm. So I watched that at E3, super happy. And then I knew that it was revenge. So I was, you know, expecting something of that sort. I didn't know anything harrowing was going to happen to Ellie or, any other characters around her, except that maybe the girlfriend Dina was maybe gonna get hurt or something. That 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 was just how I was going into it. I was just like, cool, this is gonna be one of those games. Playing it was what I expected, but also much more. Like they they really made you feel like you were on a revenge quest. And and it was, oh, it was, it was kind of gross at sometimes. It was it was beautiful, like seeing some really calm moments, but then those moments were really fleeting. Um, The thing that really carried over for me was that a lot of people hated on the new character, Abby, um, for various reasons, forever, dumb, whatever that is. Um, But I liked Abby a lot. And the thing is they make you play so much of Abby and it's pretty much parallel to Ellie. So you're, you're playing through Abby just in the same way you play through Ellie, but they have different skill sets and things of that sort and backgrounds. And so they really make you feel like they have different backgrounds going into these battles and to these situations. And at the end of the game, you just, you're, you're torn. You knew that you were on a revenge quest with either, either of these characters. And then you just really want peace. Like <laughs> you're so tired. After doing so many things, and you you just want both of them to just just be at peace at whatever that means, just just be at peace. And yeah, it was it took a lot. It took a lot to really capture that story. I'm I'm really glad that Naughty Dog did it. But yeah, that game gameplay wise, story wise, is it heavy. It's a heavy game.
1: Yes, I want to walk through it from my perspective. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm a latecomer. I did not play the original game. I didn't have to wait. I stopped watching part one, and then I immediately started watching part two. I had no gap. I really came to care about Joel and Ellie in the first game. And for those of you who don't know, again, for your final spoiler alert, at the end of the first game, after you take Ellie across the country as Joel and play as Ellie, which I didn't know happened. Like I thought it was obvious. I I assumed
2: it was so, Oh, that part was so much fun playing as Ellie because it it was contextual. I mean, again, we've already spoiled it, but like it was contextual because Joel gets sick and hurt
1: and hold up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yo, I, 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 you know, she's like, you can't do shit. Like you have to stay still. I have to go out and get supplies and stuff. And you're like, you have to play as Ellie with her bow. And it was the first time you get to do that. And I was like, this is so cool.
1: So I came into this thinking that Joel died in the end of the last of us one, because Ellie is the main character in the last of us two, from all the promotional materials. So I, I, I actually was surprised when at the end of The Last of Us 1, after carrying Ellie across the country uh, and occasionally playing as her, which again explains a little bit more about why it wouldn't be so weird that she was the the, the main character of the second one, um, she gets put into surgery, and you are told as Joel that she's going to die in surgery. That the surgery that could potentially save humanity because she's immune to this zombie virus is going to kill her. And because of the relationship that you've built with Ellie as Joel, you decide to murder the lead surgeon and then kill pretty much everyone on your way out of the building, and you escape back to your brother in Wyoming with her. And the game ends with her basically being like, "What the fuck happened?" And you lie to her face. That's how it ends. And so I was like, oh shit. Like I get why people are so invested in this story because it really kind (laughs) of ends on a cliffhanger and it really ends in a very, in a very ambiguous way. And again, lucky I did not have to wait a single minute. I immediately started (laughs) watching the second game movie. And uh, in that way, Joel's death was probably as shocking to me as it was to anyone else. And it it was almost like you saw it coming as soon as you started playing this other character. I was like, oh, this is interesting, but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anything mm. of the first time that you play as Abby. Um, I was just like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's, that's weird. Like, I wonder if this is that character that everyone's complaining about, not knowing the context. <laughs> so you progress to the story. After Joel dies, Ellie and his brother uh, and Ellie's new girlfriend go on this revenge mission. You're actually behind... Joel's brother who leaves without you. And so you're kind of following around in the wake of his destruction for the first few days. The game is set up in as three days in Seattle. And um, on the third day, after you have killed a bunch of people, Tommy has killed a bunch of people, people that were there at Joel's murder, you get infiltrated by Abby, who immediately uh, kills someone. And then puts the gun on you. They leave you on this fucking cliffhanger and send you back to play as Abby. And you play the three days from Abby's perspective instead of Ellie's perspective. And all of these feelings where you're like, oh, Ellie is 100% correct. Like Ellie's, (laughs) Ellie's on this revenge mission and I agree with her. And as she's like slowly becoming more and more cruel and is just killing without even thinking about it and ends up murdering a woman who's very, very close to giving birth. She, like, kind of has a breakdown, and then you're seeing Abby just, like, losing people. And she's having a really fucking rough few days, and she's realizing that this cause that she's been fighting for might not really be the right one, and she's learning to empathize with this group of people that they're in a civil war with in Seattle. And some of them save her life and then she saves their lives and they just become entangled, <laughs> not in the Jada Pinkett way. And it ends up as you holding the gun. Like that's where you end up. And then the game resumes. And one of the one of the most powerful things I think I've ever seen in a video game is that you play the confrontation between these two main female protagonists as Abby and Ellie the one that you came into the game with a relationship with already and that you already love she's the boss
2: yeah that was such a bold bold move it was it was a shift and it was crazy and it was the first time i think it was the first time i ever really had this really like hard seeking feeling in my in my throat for like what i was playing Because I was like, oh, what? Like, I, whoa, okay, what am I, what am I doing? Like, am I, am I going to take out my character?
1: Yeah, I, I really thought maybe, oh, this is the game is no longer about Ellie. Maybe it's about Abby now, and you're about to kill Ellie. Right. Right. And then what ends up happening (laughs) is that you uh, spare Ellie and Dina. You very nearly slit Dina's throat in one of, harrowing is the right word like it, it is harrowing
0: what the fuck is this
2: game oh no, it's fight. just
1: it's just really torture that, porn the entire oh. time it and it was it's that really fight hard was so bad <laughs> not, i couldn't imagine playing it it was wanna, hard enough watching uh, it
2: i don't want to play this, this uh, doesn't sound like fun uh, this sounds, yeah that fight was was rough
1: mm. so fast forward it's like years down the road ellie is booed up on the farm. It's everything they've ever wanted. They have the baby. Like, her life could not really get any better except for the whole zombie thing. And (laughs) she decides that she's got to go finish and and go kill Abby once and for all for whatever fucking reason.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Wait. So you do all all this drama, these three days, you play twice, then this fight, And then it fast forwards year later, and then she's like, wait a minute.
1: Abby spares her and her now wife, I would assume, or partner. And then she's like, Oh, like I gotta go kill her.
2: Yeah, well, okay, yeah. And that and that's a crazy part too, because you play through this very like serene part of the game where you're not doing anything battle style stuff at all. You're literally hanging at the farm and then the house and with the baby. And then milking the horses.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. You're just like out. (laughs) You're just just there. You're just on a farm. And you like, you don't see anything or anyone else around for miles. It's just just their peace. They're at peace. And you're like, cool. This is a cool ending. All right. I didn't see this coming. And then fucking Tommy shows up. And you're like, oh, God. No, no, no. See, you know he's about to bring in some shit. And we all thought he was dead, too. Yeah. He got shot in the face.
1: Yeah, he got shot in the head. Oh. During the (laughs) encounter with that. He got shot in the face.
2: And you're like, okay, he's done. Him downstairs. Like, it was over for Tommy. At least that's how I thought. And then he shows up. And he's got a limp, and he's got, you know, he's definitely a little disabled, but he comes in, and you can tell that the revenge has taken him over. It's it's like full-on Venom suited him. It's just he he only lives that revenge, and he's been tracking Abby this whole time, and he comes in, and he goes, hey, I know where she is right now, and <laughs> at first, Ellie's like, "no fool, we like, that's, that's on you! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Good, good job finding her, but uh, I'm, you know, I got, look, you see me holding the baby. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at this baby. I'm holding, I'm cool, man. Like, that baby's uh, a
1: collager and it deserves a family. <laughs>
2: it's like, he was like, what? And then he like, he gets all in her face about it, which is really kind of, kind of fucked up. And Dita like yells at him for, cause like, he's all like, you said you'd make her suffer. You're like, whoa, whoa. Hey man, damn. Like you need to go take a nap. Like, I don't, understand why you're so aggro, man. And so that sticks with Ellie and she just decides that maybe Tommy's right. And you're just like, no, 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 no. You should, you should stay with the baby and and your lady and like, just, just to do
1: house stuff. Dina is begging her to stay. And she's like, no, it was so sad. I was heartbroken. And I really felt like she was doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason. Like
0: this, I'm sorry. It actually sounds like a Christopher Nolan film.
1: You're really invested. Like, I was really in it.
0: Because, like, usually, like, a Christopher Nolan film, it can end after act two. But then it's like, LOL, JK, we have a new ending. How many endings do you think Tenet's going to (laughs) have?
1: At least three. (laughs) Um, At least. So Abby shows—I'm sorry— so, Ellie shows up. She immediately gets injured. She nearly gets killed by some slavers, turns out. Slavery? Slavery. What doesn't
0: this story have?
1: <laughs> there wasn't enough <laughs> suffering until so they decided to add in slavery.
2: Slavery? Yeah. I... By, like, you know, some dog
1: to bounty hunter, like, dudes.
2: You know, yeah, there's some...
1: This is a lot. This is is a lot. So, Abby, by the way, in the main game, is jacked. Like, Abby... I wouldn't fuck
0: with Abby. I don't know why Ellie decided to do that. Honestly. No,
1: Ellie is small. (laughs) Ellie was never going to win that fight. And I was concerned (laughs) for Ellie going into this. I was like, not only is it dumb to go after her when you're in, like, heaven... You don't need to go back <laughs> down to earth to fight with some lady. Number one.
0: You know what? I, well, I just to break one thing. Abby is like the, the type of woman who they're like where people are like, oh, feminism means that men can hit women, right? And then a woman pops up on Twitter and is like, yeah, you wanna hit me? Like that's <laughs> what that is Abby's energy.
1: Yes. That absolute <laughs> And and like throughout the story, she's talking about like, she, this is a goal of her. She talks about weightlifting. She talks about how much she can bench and stuff like that. Like, she is trying to be strong on purpose. And when Survival, you finally I think she, she
2: knows how big Joel is. <laughs> <laughs> she, she i did. like, Joel's kind of a big guy. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at my arms. Um, <laughs> we got to upgrade these. If I did the math, uh, <laughs> I would have to... <laughs> I could just see her just kind of like calculating that. It's like, I got to get this revenge out, but these arms are just not, these arms aren't not, they, these won't do it. I can't, I can't do the revenge with these, these arms. I that was not else.
1: a hole in one arm. She needed to build a hole in one arm for her golf club. So
2: oh, Abby God. eventually
1: gets caught up with, except she gets caught up with like kind of on the cross. The imagery is really wild. They are, punished if you try to fight back in this slave culture by being put out in a field on a pole with your arms outstretched kind of like a cross so that the zombies can just get at you um wow, that's fucked up and if you don't get bitten then you get to continue being a slave and she's not big anymore it she's she's essentially emaciated and
2: oh, yeah she's so small
1: it was heartbreaking to see um you can tell that all that has happened to her is just suffering, and it's it's just very sad. And Ellie uh, forces her by holding a knife to her friend's throat uh, to fight and forces her I thought, to I fight I to I the death.
2: Ellie is also in no condition to fight. Ellie <laughs> is <laughs> right. fucked up. She's in no condition to be doing this, but she presses on anyway.
1: If she had uh, not grievously injured herself before forcing Abby to fight her, it might have been an even fight, considering how weak Abby was. Because uh, like Ellie's not a big girl, <laughs> Ellie Ellie's pretty thin. <laughs> like I was surprised she held her own for as long as she did in the original fight. Yes, fuck yes. Oh. Anyway, we we get to the point where she's she's drowning Abby. She's she's gonna win the fight, and it is. It is a moment where I have never wanted anything to happen less in my life than to see Abby die and to see Ellie kill Abby. And it was—you actually walked up on me as I was watching this. Yeah, no, you were like—
0: in tears, and I was like, what the fuck did I <laughs> just interrupt? What a, what a Should I, like, leave? It was, like, in the middle of the day, too. I was like, uh, I don't have anywhere to go. If you had not interrupted
1: me, I would have started to sob. I'm getting emotional thinking about it now. It had such an impact on me how much I didn't want that to happen. And I, I really don't think I could have yeah, played that, it. Yeah, that fight was rough. I don't think I could uh, have played it. Yeah,
2: that fight was rough, man. I... Ooh, yeah it's it's hard to think about it, just because yeah that fight was so hard knowing what all of went in, into it that abby would had been captured and then you didn't see her throughout the entire time that ellie was just like half bleed stumbling killing people through that place to try to find her and then you finally find her or like that's the thing that really got me. I was looking at her and I didn't recognize her because she was so small, and I was like, "This is bad. This is really, really bad." And so you cut her down and all that, and then you're yeah, like, you okay, "Save her." Here's the boat. No. Yeah, you're like, Ugh, you, you save uh, her just to force her to yeah, fight. I didn't, that, yeah, that yeah. Is, you save her. You cut her down just oh to my kill her. <laughs> just to try to kill her. <laughs> It was, yeah, and that, that oh. whole section that oh, it was rough, and you yeah you're like you're right that that part where you're just drowning her you're like I don't want to do this <laughs> I don't oh I don't yeah. want to do this, and I think I sighed in relief when she actually let up as part of the game, like she doesn't do it, and I was like oh god thank you
0: yeah. So it sounds like to me Naughty Dog is not in the business of making games. They are in the business of making narratives that are really challenging. Yeah. Like, it seems like that seems to be the common thread between both of the games. They're just like, we are going to challenge you. Sorry, not sorry. Give us money. (laughs) (laughs) Give us money to challenge you.
1: I think my initial struggle with the game, I, I still don't know that I like what... What they did, mm. I, I am does that wrestling matter? with it. Yeah, I, I keep thinking about it. Like, either way, it's in my head. Rent free. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Carolyn Pettit, wrote a review. We plugged it when Last of Us 2 came out, but I hadn't read it because I didn't want to be spoiled, and it's very spoiler heavy. We will link it again in the show notes. Uh, it's an incredible read because it comes at this from the perspective of, like, I'm tired of games forcing us into a violent narrative. Like Ellie could have made a very different decision mm. when she cut Abby down. They could have just teamed up and she could have helped her out of there and been like, "You know what? I was really coming here to kill you, but you've obviously suffered enough." Like and you know what, I it, it for me too. Like uh, I'm not a writer, so it would obviously be better if Naughty Dog's <laughs> writers had written that. But that sentiment, I think, is a big part of what, what troubles me so much. It's like, mm. do we ha- uh, do all of our lessons have to be learned through suffering? And I don't know that that is, like, the only way forward mm. for us. I say as I am enjoying the game where you're cutting people's heads off with a sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> I recognize the irony But I guess why I hold that dichotomy is because Naughty Dog has presented something that I think is realer than most anything else I've ever played. And by played, I mean watched on YouTube. Um, (laughs) it, It really transported me. And I was thinking about the character's decisions as if they were real decisions. Like the immersion of being a samurai to me is very different than how much do I have to think critically about what I'm doing? Mm. And I think this game was all about that. And there are detractors who would say that, you know, the game is too simplistic and the revenge story trope is overplayed and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, like, I think those are all reasonable criticisms. But at the end of the day, I think that whether they could have gone a different direction or not, the direction they did go, I think most people are going to play that and not want that outcome. And I think that's the point,
2: yeah, I have to agree, yeah. I think that they were painting a picture for us to have to see what revenge looks like on two sides of a coin, <clears throat> and then what you're supposed to feel when you know both sides of those paths just converge, and you're like, well, they've met what what are you gonna do now?" Yeah. And no other game has really given me the the narrative of playing both sides, but um, this game really made you think, like you said wholeheartedly about what decisions those characters were making and how that affected the world that they were in.
1: If anything, it makes me appreciate The Last of Us 1 even more because that ending is what set up this whole narrative possibility. Mm -hmm. And when you think Mm -hmm. about it, like Abby and her crew are just as justified. Joel essentially stripped the entire world of the opportunity to move beyond this virus that has destroyed so many lives. And it really was incredibly selfish. And Ellie herself is struggling with the idea that she's alive when she doesn't feel like she should be. And I think that there's so much richness that has come out of what they were building in the first game, which like on paper is just standard save the world zombie game, you know, but they did so much more with it. And I Mm -hmm. think that that is a testament to at least their writing team. Like at least this game should win awards for the the narrative storytelling at least. Okay, well, I feel like we've pretty well dissected both of these games. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you uh, want to talk about or promote? Uh,
2: uh, I mean, if I needed to promote anything, it would probably be my my little side business that I'm starting here. My little entrepreneurial thing is that I'm, I'm making uh, medicated gummies because everyone should have some things that you know, help them chill out while they're stuck inside, or should be inside at least, mostly. Yes. not misbehaving. Um, but yeah, I'm making gummies, and it's it's really nice. It's fun. I've been wanting to do it for years. I've been trying to do it for years. Um, every time I try to do something, a company's like, "Well, we kind of think that's cool, but not enough." And I was like, "Well, that's not cool." <laughs> so huh. I decided to do my own thing.
1: I'm glad that that you've been rejected by those companies because I think this is a wonderful thing. <laughs> uh, we live in a state where medicated gummies are a contentious issue. And so I cannot confirm or deny any uh, firsthand knowledge of these gummies. But if I were to have any, I bet that they would be delicious and affordable. And so uh, I might even join the Discord and talk to Nerdy so, yeah. about... About these gummies. That's what I might do. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. We have been waiting for the the perfect opportunity. And I feel like, you know, ghosts right after Last of Us Two, hot topics in the Discord, you know, double you know you have some hot takes. Uh so <laughs> we're happy to have you and we'll we'll be on the lookout for some more opportunities to do this.
2: I'm super glad to come by and drop some random black knowledge on any video games I'm playing.
1: Well, that was a
0: show. That was a show. Thank
1: you so much for listening. We appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much for Nerdy, for coming and getting nerdy with us. It
1: was great. Please rate, review, subscribe on your platform of choice. On your platform
0: of choice. Please tell
1: a gamer friend. Tell two. Please uh, subscribe to the Patreon if you would like to, if you can. Mm
0: Special thank you to our patrons, Sarah, Emma, Abner, and Nerdy. Y'all keep the show
1: going. Incredible, incredible.
0: Uh, follow us on social media: Game of Friends Pod, Twitter, and IG. But just follow us on Twitter. Follow us on both. We're gonna we're gonna post more. It's, we're gonna get on IG. It's a job, y'all. British is a job, y'all know this. Hmm. Uh, and Discord link shoutouts. Who needs all those in between words? You know what I mean.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, we will see you in two weeks.
0: Deuces. Doesn't feel good, does it? Does it?
1: This is the third time you've done this. I
0: don't, yeah. It's me, it's me taking my power back. Oh, you're just gonna hang up. Oh, that's that's foul. Baya always getting up. (laughs) That's rude. Say goodbye to the audience. I hope you all remember this. For in two weeks that Jordan walked away. Walked away? He didn't say goodbye to you all. That's disgusting. Isn't it disgusting? I'm here. Great. Now I'm just going to take over. It's my show now. On this extended version of Gamer Friends, the after show. It's it's your boy, AudioNerd64. That's right. Leave. That's good. That's good ambient sound. Really immersive. Oh, he's taking the dog with him. You know, video games, what are they? Are they the medium of our time? What is the story here? We're going to explore
2: that right now. Do I have sound effects?
0: I don't have any sound effects. It's just me talking.